of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Well, hello and welcome to the Active Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Great to be with you today as we are continuing through this psalm project and we are here today in Psalm 85. Now, um, we did leave the Psalms of Asaph uh, in the previous episode in Psalm 84. Uh, Psalm 84 is attributed to the sons of Korah, so is Psalm 85. Um, It is simply titled... To the choir master, a psalm of the sons of Korah. A rather short psalm. Um, and so, um, really it's talking about the favor of the Lord on Israel, on his chosen uh, people. So, let me read for you. I will read for you the, the 13 verses from Psalm 85 and then break it down before I get into the musical setting. Lord... You were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God, our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again? that your people may rejoice in you. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness brings up, springs up from the ground, and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. So, let's just break this down a little bit. Um, beginning in verse 1, a few interesting things I want to point out here. Um, so we've seen something, some phrases like this in the book of Psalms, and really you see it throughout the Bible discussing the favor of the Lord. In verse 1, it says, Lord, you are favorable to your land. And yes, it's true, God does not show partiality. But are there those that God favors, that perhaps he even blesses here in this life, perhaps even more than others? And I believe that the scripture would say yes to that, uh, that there are those that found favor in the Lord. A number of occasions in biblical history are illustrated for the psalm, and perhaps the most appropriate for this one, uh, though this psalm could have been in existence for many years, but the most appropriate was Judah's return from Babylon captivity in the 6th century. And so it's, it's as if the people of Israel, the people of God, know that they will be restored. That they have fallen, they turned away from God, God disciplined them. Uh, yet because he is their chosen, they are his chosen people, that he has favored them, he will return to them. He will restore them. And that's what he does for us. 
Yes, there there may be a time of discipline, but count it a blessing if God disciplines you and know and understand that the favor of the Lord will return to you. Verse 2, you forgave the iniquity of your people. The people's misfortunes here came from their own sin. And so forgiveness of sins means that God's wrath is going to be stilled. But the necessary repentance is also the gift of God's grace. Verse 8, let me hear what the Lord will speak, for he will speak to his people. Let me hear what God will speak. So who is the psalmist talking about here? Uh, Himself personally, or is it a collective me? Is it plural? The community has been speaking as a unit up to this point in in chapter 85, But now an individual steps forward and whoever this individual is, be it a priest or a prophet, he speaks on behalf of God. And he says, I will speak, uh, the Lord will speak in peace to his people. The word for peace here is the Hebrew word that you may have heard, shalom. And it indicates a health and a wholeness and and a, a steadfast love. Verse 7, show us your steadfast love. So this is linked to that shalom idea. And it's a word that is intimately associated with the covenant of God. And his promises, he promises the restoration of intimate relationship with his people. Also in verse 8, it says he will speak to his people, to his saints. This is a word that is formed from the same root as steadfast love. And it denotes those who are the objects of God's covenant, namely the people of Israel. Verse 10. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. This verse has long been interpreted to refer to reconciliation that Jesus Christ effected between God's justice. And God's justice cannot tolerate sin. And so his mercy that does not rejoice in the death of the wicked, that's from Ezekiel 33, 11. Um, there, there is a conflict here between God's justice and his mercy. So his, his justice cannot tolerate sin and his mercy does not rejoice in the death of the wicked. So you've got the chosen people of God. God loves them but he cannot tolerate sin. And yet there has to be wrath poured out because of that sin, but God also does not rejoice in the death of the wicked. So justice and mercy came together on the cross of Christ. And so we see this conflict here. We've got a righteous and holy God. And there, you know, I'm amazed that people sometimes ask the question, how could a loving God send people to hell? First of all, God doesn't send people to hell. People are already on their way to hell, and deservedly so. Uh, You know, how could God allow evil things in the world to happen? Uh, Well, that's because of our sin. Again, nothing. God, uh, although he is sovereign, yes. um, But these are the, um, the consequences of sin. And so you have a holy God, a righteous God that cannot tolerate sin, and you have yet a people that God loves. And so the, the answer was Jesus Christ, where mercy and justice met each other. And here in, in this psalm, love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. 
Verse 11. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. So the future is restored uh, with relationship with God and the relationship with God will join his blessings from heaven with the faithfulness of his people on earth. So you have a wide expanse here. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. And there's the depths of God's mercy right there. And he restores his people. Verse 12. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increased uh, its increase. The fertility of the land in an arid climate, such as the Middle East, is an indication of God's care and love for his people. And then in verse 13, righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. And so this attribute of God is personified as a herald that proclaims God's way before him. Psalm 23, if you remember in verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That word follow is, the Hebrew, is a Hebrew word, radaf, and it means, it's a military term. That means to chase after. And that's how God's love is for his people. And we are the recipients of that love and how grateful we should ever be because of that. Because we don't deserve it. I mean, if, if God was just, just, was only just, without mercy, he would be right to annihilate us or for us to suffer for eternity. But he's not. He's loving. He's merciful. And as he restored the people of Israel, he restores his people today. So, here is Psalm 85. I've set this to music in a slow, uh, meditative um, setting. And so, uh, hopefully you enjoy this, and you can worship to this. Here is Psalm 85 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Salvation now bestow I'll hear
God the Lord will say Peace to His people He'll convey To godly ones He's promised this If they refrain from foolishness His saving help is surely near To those who worship Him in fear That glory great may ever dwell Within the land of Israel Together met our truth and grace While righteousness and peace embrace to faithfulness springs from the ground from heaven righteousness looks down the Lord will give us what is good our land will yield abundant food before him righteousness shall go which for his feet a path will show